With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Live from San Diego and Brooklyn, New York, you're listening to the Solis Report. Tonight's guest is an analyst on NBC Sports Edge, Dr. Renee Miller. Later, the boys talk about Netflix and Bo Burnham drops by for a song. Featuring Devin McIntyre and the Solis Report Band. And your host, John Solis! All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. We've got a great show for you today. We've got Dr. Renee Miller. Uh, We've got a special uh, musical guest, Mr. Bo Burnham. And uh, Dev, why don't we start off this uh, episode by telling some jokes? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Uh, the usual way. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll do it. Um, some golf news to start the show. Uh, Jack Nicholas and Greg Norman are set to break into the senior tour. Uh, they're, they're rejoining the, uh, the PGA senior tour. Uh, no, no, they each actually recently signed one-year contracts with the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, okay. Uh, uh, seriously, folks, uh, uh, the Lakers have added uh, Carmelo. They've added Russ Westbrook. They've added Dwight Howard. Uh, they're looking pretty dangerous. Yeah, I've heard they got a new they got a new sponsor, too. Oh, you hear about that? no, no, no. Uh, uh, who's their new sponsor? Uh, Werther's Originals. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Senior senior circuit. Yeah, no, and they're all stuck together in the dish. No, I... Um, how about some more basketball, Dev? Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, he led our U.S. national men's basketball team uh, to yet another Olympic gold, uh, this time over in France. I saw that. Uh, a great victory. Uh, honestly, I haven't seen such a lackluster performance from the French since every war. <laughs> that's okay that's fine um you know a little bit more basketball folks uh uh, we have to mention this congrats to the milwaukee bucks on taking down the phoenix suns and retiring chris paul what an amazing series and it's not all doom and gloom for devin booker either uh there's some good news for him oh there's a silver lining there yeah, yeah, that's right. He got a job down at the zoo. Apparently, uh, he's filling in for the beady-eyed weasel all summer long. Beady-eyed weasel. The phoenix beady-eyed weasel is out on loan. He, he, is. he is. It's a mean joke, right? Well, it's it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, okay, we got to mention this guy. Uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. Yep, yep. Fan favorite. Um... Mason Rudolph played in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, not a bad outing for him, but honestly, uh, I was surprised that he played at all, uh, given his current condition. Oh, is was he have an injury or something like that? 
I mean, sort of. Uh, he's still reeling from Simone Biles dropping out of the all-around competition. Really, really hurt his feelings. Yeah, he had, had to take some time to process that one. <laughs> um, how about this one, Dev? Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, you hear this? He's uh, committed to doing whatever it takes to avoid the coronavirus except getting vaccinated. Uh, did you hear he was about to build a plexiglass quarantine box for himself? <laughs> yeah, I heard this. Yeah, he was. He's, he uh, ordered the plexiglass already. In related news, he's also committed to doing whatever it takes to keep his girlfriend from getting pregnant, including only doing it standing up or in a jacuzzi. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, Cousins uh, cannot keep himself out of the headlines. Uh, last year, he said, "You know, if I die, I die," and he's 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 putting his faith in the Lord, I guess. Uh, you know, the the only Kirk more Christian than him is Christian Kirk. <laughs> oh, oh, Christian Kirk. All right, all right, easy, easy on, uh, easy on uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, people who live in plexiglass houses should not cast the first stone. <laughs> oh, seriously though, folks. Um, I want to apologize uh, to our faithful listeners. Faithful listeners, uh, like uh, Patrick Keefe? Oh, no, no. Uh, he's great, but I mean our, our, our faithful listeners, if we have any. Uh, Michael Thomas in the news as well. Apparently he ghosted the Saints after deciding to rehab his ankle instead of getting surgery this offseason. Ouch, I heard that. You hate to see that. Yeah, Sean Payton has not endured a disappearing act like this since Drew Brees in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, uh, did you know they call uh, Michael Thomas Slant Boy? Yeah, I did hear that. Who gave him this nickname? The Juventus Soccer Club? Ooh! Um... Uh, Justin Jefferson, this is good news. Uh, avoiding serious injury last week. Sigh of relief. Uh, it's just an AC sprain. Piece of cake. Uh, you know who else has an AC issue? My apartment. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot these days. Who's, who's writing these, man? <laughs> who's writing these jokes? Who are these for? <laughs> <laughs> Sure is hot. We're joking about the weather now. Um, uh, speaking of hot, Zach Wilson, hot new rookie, he's in the news again. I saw that. You know, they say New York is where the money's at, uh, and the kid already has his first endorsement deal. Ooh, ooh, congrats, congrats. Uh, I didn't see that, though. Who's he working for? Apparently, he's the new Gerber baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I can see that. Um, all right. Finally, uh, we have to, have to, have to mention this. Uh, at last, some closure for Green Bay fans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has relented and he's re-signing with the team. Woo! Woo! What a relief. Indeed. That's right, Dev. Uh, for a while there, it seemed like his future was in jeopardy. Boo. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on now. Um, folks, we've got a great show for you this evening. Uh, we've got Dr. Renee Miller on the show. We've got a musical guest, Bo Burnham. And uh, Dev and I are going to talk about some stuff. So uh, stick around after these commercials. 
You ever go to buy a sports collectible and you're offended by the high definition images and quality printing with not a pixel or artifact in sight? At CryptoDunks, a 32 by 32 pixel art NFT, you will never have to worry about that again. Available on OpenSea.com on the Ethereum blockchain, CryptoDunks offers parody, collectability, non-fungibility, great looking, hilarious names. <laughs> right now, for Solis Report listeners only, CryptoDunks are buy three, get one free. Just head on over to OpenSea.com. DM for discount bundles, limited supplies, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Thank you, and we're back. We're back. Um, uh, that was an unusual commercial. Uh, <laughs> Dev, uh, what what was that commercial all about, man? I don't know. Crypto dunks sound like a, some sort of hot new NFT on the <laughs> Ethereum blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, they're they're super cool. Honestly, if this if this show was more timely, you know, we we could talk about you know the the uh, explosion of nfts on your timeline and elsewhere but uh dev just real quick uh because these are so fun and and popular uh what what goes into um getting that likeness just right uh within those limitations you have uh yeah well this is these are uh an nba nba pixel art portraits and uh yeah i just kind of study these players and then i have a little template and i um i have about eight by eight pixels to work with for a face and uh and, and uh try to do my best you know i did i did a staff curly he's got a little mouth guard so nice. some things some things you know there's a little cues there who's um who are like your best sellers who's the most popular uh staff curly thick james definitely thick james the, uh, yeah he's got the the beard fear the beard and he's got a little pot belly this was from when he was <laughs> forcing his way out of uh the houston area team that he was on I <laughs> again so so this is completely unrelated to any actual nba players right this is a, a right. real guy thick james got fat in houston forced to trade big beard headband no relation exactly. to james harden no relation to the nba um lufa lufa bong church also a top seller. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very funny because there's this there's this viral video that was going around of this guy. I'm not sure if it was at Rucker Park or it was some, you know, street ball game. And some for some reason somebody had a hookah. <laughs> they were smoking a hookah like on the sideline. Or maybe it's just at the a park of some kind. And this guy is like hitting the hookah and then somebody shouts and he turns around and he jumps back on the court, steals the ball, and like races to the other end for a layup and this this video is going viral and everyone was calling him, you know, Hookah Doncic, <laughs> which is funny because that was you remember this. This was my number one alternate title. I um I once saw um my buddy, a friend of the show, Chris Garish. Uh, he and I once saw uh, J.R. Smith play at Rucker Park. Oh really? Yeah, he actually um he put up uh, uh, the first. A uh, double triple I've ever seen. It's a double triple, a hundred points, a hundred rebounds, zero assists. That was his, <laughs> that was his stat line. That is good. I mean, if you can't, you can't. Uh, it's all about the, the the credit out there. And if you if you uh, notch an assist, what are you even doing? <laughs> J.R. Smith would would absolutely never not at at Rucker Park or anywhere yeah. else. 
Um, it's like the LeBron James meme with the, but it was all all four teammates of his all doing it simultaneously. <laughs> but you can't complain when the guy drops a hundred points, can you? No, no, you you certainly cannot. And I think I think in streetball it's like it's like one point per basket, right? Yeah, that's true. So that's I guess that's a hundred baskets. It's a hundred. It's a hundred baskets. Well, it's two, but it's threes are two usually. Uh, in a weird way, they're double, so it's so it's only fifty. He dropped fifty-three pointers. <laughs> that's just another. That's just another Saturday, man, for uh, J.R. Smith. Um, what else have we been into uh, this off season? Obviously, the crypto dunks have been doing well. I've got my little project, uh, Gridiron Goofs, which uh, has been paused with football in the off season, but we might make some more. Um, but shoot, besides the NFTs, uh, 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 what are we, what are we doing, man? You watch any good shows? Watch any good shows? You know, it, it's weird. Like the, the pandemic is ramping back up. I guess who knows? But it felt for a minute like we had a, a moment of respite. So I was, you know, things were getting back to normal because we were getting outside. But for a long time there, we were very much inside. You yes. know, we were just kind of trapped in there and I watched a lot of um, a lot of shows a lot of Netflix did you catch that you feel like you're telegraphing something <laughs> you know there was a comedy special called in inside about being about being trapped in for this whole quarantine period did you did you catch that you know I did um, I liked it a lot you know I I wouldn't have called myself a big Bo Burnham fan uh, beforehand, like I don't, I didn't know any of his act really, uh, but I thought the whole thing was extremely impressive. In fact, like I don't know how many times I laughed when I was watching it. I just thought it was uh, extremely well done, and at times, you know, poignant and really sad. Um, you know, which I guess kind of fits uh, the, you know, the subject matter. What do you think of it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Same thing. Uh, you know, he's sort of known for the. This musical comedy or whatever it reminds me a little bit of, you know, there's that, uh, is he British or is he Australian? That guy, Tim Minchin, and he does similar, uh, you know, kind of like comedic songs. And I, yeah, he plays the piano. And I remember him saying at one point that he's not that, he's not that funny. I mean, he's not that good at music, but he's very funny for a musician and he's like very good at music for a comedian. Nice. So it's like, uh, you find that little niche. And Bo Burnham, I think, always used to be that way too, but he's really like he he uh, he got in the he got in the studio and went to work. Like he, he's really uh, now he's like quite. I feel like he's quite accomplished at both things. Like he's no longer, you know, a, a jack of all trades or whatever. Like he's becoming a a master of something. Whatever this weird thing that he does, he's uh, become a master of it, uh, doing all the production himself and in this little home studio or whatever the uh the lyricism in his songs are is like really impressive um the songs themselves are like catchy and and it's fun to sing along um like this is the first you know whatever comedy album i've been listening to in the car like as music like have you have you have you listened to it deliberately in that way I, a little bit, you know, just like um, I'll just like have it on if I'm um, doing doing stuff, doing some 
uh, stuff on the the old computer or whatever. I've had some of it on the background. Yeah, you get you can get hooked on it. I I saw you know you know on YouTube there's those um people make these like 10 hour mixes and it's like one song. Yeah. But there'll be like 10 hour version. And I think the YouTube algorithm like accidentally picked up one of those and <laughs> I was listening to it and I just thought it was <laughs> one of the songs from the album. <laughs> and the next thing I knew I was like I was like has this is this have I been listening to the same song? Like, did I accidentally put this on loop? And so I clicked over to the little YouTube tab, and it was like some ten-hour remix <laughs> of uh, uh, I can't remember which which one of the songs, but it looped it 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 it, uh, it hypnotically looped. I was unaware of it, so it does work as a kind of background music. He's got a great voice as well, which isn't something I knew about him at all. Like he's got great control of his voice. Um, the the tone of his voice sounds a lot like James Taylor. If you like James Taylor at all, yeah, a little bit of that singer songwriter vibe. Well, yeah, I definitely hear that. Well, and he's um, well, I know I just said the word tenor, but I think he's a tenor, like uh, like Taylor. Like they've got that nice ribbony nasal, you know, nasal, but not in a bad way. It's 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 ribbony. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. And uh, and this is this is totally random, but I heard that um, I heard that he's started to get into fantasy football. Oh yeah, no, no, that's that's real. Well, I mean, Dev, you know, <laughs> you know, he's on the show today, right? I mean, I yeah, I know, but I, I I you told me that he was coming on the show. I did not really believe that that was probably happening. Uh, obviously, he's a uh, really successful and um uh, and also i when you told me that he was getting into fantasy football i didn't think that was probably possible so i thought it was like a joke but anyway then i came came over to the uh, studio to do the show and then oh he, Dev, he was actually Dev, gonna be here you know what I, here why am i gonna waste breath here uh bo bo hey you want you want to come out early and talk about fantasy fantasy football yeah yeah okay uh uh Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bo Burnham. Uh, Bo, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I you're our first musical guest. That's that's a cool one. First, first one. You've never had a musical guest. I mean, uh, Dev, have we? I <laughs> I don't want to disrespect anybody, but I don't think we have. Have we? No, I don't think we have had a musical guest. I mean, we have a in 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 house band, obviously. So that kind of does it. Yeah, it does it. That's that's it. Um, so, uh, uh, Bo, Devin, and I were just talking about how you're like a, a not so secret fantasy guy. I guess the secret's out. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I'm not, uh, I was never the most sporty uh, or fantasy sporty. I think people know that about me. But something about being trapped inside for 18 months is like really sort of. I tried to broaden my horizons, and mm. I, yeah, I just got hooked on it. I, you know, have you heard of this guy? The uh, the counselor, fantasy football <laughs> counselor. He's, yeah, no, he's he's well regarded uh, for his statistical analysis. Within he's got some interesting ideas. He's got some. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I fell down the, you know, I got a uh, fantasy football build uh, last fall, and uh, yeah, I, I love it now. Uh, Meatloaf apparently is. Yeah, I found out that he's into it. So there's a bunch of us uh, music <laughs> musical types. I don't know, I don't know how that happened. But. <laughs> It's like you said, man. What else? What else is there to do? And and you know, thank God, uh, uh, quarantine didn't 
take the NFL from us. We had a full season, so no, you picked a you picked a fun season to join. Um, how has it impacted your day to day life now that you're a, a fantasy guy? Uh, not too, you know, not too different. I've got uh, I have my alerts set up, you know, for NBC Sports Edge Plus, and uh, you know the usual. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think one thing I was not ready for really was the the off season because during the season you know we you'd watch the games and then you get all the the instant reactions and it all made sense but during the off season like literally there's no news and nothing has happened and yet fantasy football twitter is on fire like just <laughs> takes flying based on absolutely nothing like no no news no new information the takes are popping off um but hold on uh, dev isn't that you know weren't you just telling me that exact same thing the other day yeah that is uh i i have the same opinion on the the hot take off season <laughs> thanks dev uh, uh so Bo, uh, wait a minute Bo, you sound like somebody you sound like somebody very familiar has anyone ever told you this do you know who i'm talking about no i don't I don't really get that very much. Uh, I have a I have a vocal doppelganger. Yes, yes, and it will surprise you, or maybe it won't, to know that it's none other than the Solis Report's very own Greg Olson. Oh, is that that uh, is that that guy? Is a podcast on on Blue Wire Pods? He was a. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It was a little before my my time. I, as I said, I I only really got into football in the last year, but I am familiar with. Uh, with that name i'm telling you here it's like hearing greg olson's voice come out of your mouth bo burnham this is unbelievable that's uh, interesting i'll yeah. have to i'll have to see if he can if, if he wants to join uh, the dynasty league with me and meatloaf that we're <laughs> that we're in it's only a two-person league right now it's a little my team is stacked but it's weird you know. um okay I keep posting about my team, and then people are like, "What is this? A two-person league?" <laughs> and then I'm, I, I'm just like, "Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't really get what they're talking about." Um, so I understand you've got a song for us tonight. I do. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It's in the special. It's in my my special inside uh, that I released on uh, Netflix. I you you probably have seen it. I think you mentioned. In your email that you had seen it um and you know before it was a song about the uh you know decline and uh, uh degradation of a, a decadent society it was it was actually it was actually about these fantasy football hot takes and uh <laughs> you know i pushed for it but uh it's too it niche. a little too niche yeah, yeah even for me they said they said nobody knows what the hell you're talking about, and I said that's that's the case for the entire uh, fucking special. So what <laughs> is the big deal? But they said, you know, people do not know who who Weedy Carter sixty nine is, and I said, okay. <laughs> well, uh, uh, knowing our audience, I think uh, if you're willing to, uh, would you play the original version for us here tonight, folks? Would you like that? Yeah, no, I'd be I'd be happy to. I, I thought this was, uh, you know, this recording was probably going to fall into the dustbin of history. So I'm I'm happy to uh, to to uh, you know 
have have it find its its people hopefully well whenever you're ready Twelve team best ball expert leagues with six guys all named Pat. Scott Fishbowl mock draft fatigue, the robust RB strat. Roto grinders, Roto wire, NBC Sports Edge. Lawrence stands to benefit from Minshew's tutelage. There it is again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling. There it is again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling. Saquon, Gio, Najee Harris, AJ Dillon's quads. Save now on a roto pass, one and a half speed pods. Greg Roman feels emboldened this year, feel it in my bones. Our Sega Whiteside, Gandy Golden, Smashuster, Peoples Jones. Drafting Justin Jefferson ahead of ADP. Love your wide receivers, but your running backs are weak. JJ Zacharyson, Janice Season, Keelan Cole. Traded for firsts for Amari, won the Twitter poll. There it is again, that funny feeling. That funny feeling There it is Again That funny feeling That funny feeling Reading Lord Reeb's worksheet Shailene Woodley's new romance Is mostly hosting Jeopardy He's back for one last dance Randomizer underdog the promo code is Pete. I read 50 blogs a day, but I will never fleet. Jalen Waddle's turning heads, but no one's wearing pads. I only listen to the Solis report for the ads. Never log off, never owned, my wife left is a myth. No Arby's in the dead zone, but a defense in the sixth. There it is again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling, there it is. Again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling. Hey, what can you say? We were overdue. 
but it'll be over soon you wait hey what can you say we were overdue but it'll be over soon just wait hey what can you say we were overdue but it'll be over soon you wait ba da da ba da da ba da 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 hey what can you say we were overdue but it'll be over soon you wait ba da da ba da da ba da na 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 hey what can you say we were overdue but it'll be over soon, you wait. Banana, 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 na, 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 na. Uh, big thanks to Bo Burnham for spending some time with us in the studio. Uh, uh, folks, we've got uh, everybody's favorite, some uh, NFL rulebook action going on. Uh, if you've been paying attention, you know that the NFL is taking COVID very seriously. And in order to incentivize players to get vaccinated, uh, they've introduced a whole new set of rules uh, that seem to benefit players who get vaxxed. And I don't know, if, if you're unvaxxed, uh, it just seems like it's not so fun. Uh, Dev, did you hear about this? I did, yeah. Some of them, uh, some of them are seem pretty straightforward. A, a lot of the same type of stuff as we saw last year. Some of them, uh, I don't know, they raised a few eyebrows. Uh, unexpected. Unexpected indeed. Well, uh, as usual, our insiders have given us a list of these changes. Um, what do you guys say? You want to review a few of these? Okay. Okay, fine. Well, we won't do them all, but we'll we'll give you several. So, uh, Dev, you want to you want to start us off? Uh, yeah. So you know, some some of these no big surprise. The first the first one we have here it says um, if you're vaccinated, you do not have to wear a mask uh, at practice or elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. And uh if you if you uh if you're unvaccinated uh indoors you have to wear a mask at all times. Ooh. Jeez, that's uh that's cumbersome. That'll make you get vaccinated, right guys? Woo! Take that mask off. Okay, these aren't uh these aren't as funny as I thought, but uh let's let's check out let's check out the next one. Okay, it looks like um ooh, vaccinated Super Bowl winners will be invited to the White House for an evening and a dinner with the president. Wow, that's that's pretty fun. Uh, how about that's unvaxxed? Nice. Yeah, right? Uh, unvaxxed players are treated to an exhilarating evening of coffee enemas with Survivor host Jeff Probst. Hmm. <laughs> oh, Jeff Probst. I, uh, yeah, you know, I'd like to meet him as well. <laughs> it's not as good, though, right? Like, that's... I mean, it's not, it's not bad. That's... Uh, Okay, what's the next? What's the next one? Uh, let's see. Vaccinated players. Uh, well, it says uh, vaccinated players will be allowed to release good albums. Uh, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. Does that mean like um, like music or something? Yeah. Yeah. It says here. It says here. Uh, unvaccinated players required to release really bad albums. <laughs> Seems. Seems like a targeted rule, but um, fair, fair. It says here that uh, uh, vaccinated players can socialize with other vaccinated players uh, with no regard for social distancing. That's that's nice. A little bit of normalcy there. Um, but 
unvaccinated players have to share a two-man straitjacket with Cole Beasley at all times? <laughs> that, that's, that's, not a, nearly, that's not nearly as good. That's not good. I think I would I would prefer I would get the jab for that one. I, I uh, at all times. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like my tolerance for being in the two-man straitjacket with Cole Beasley. Uh, let's see. Vaccinated players can bring vaccinated family members to practice in games. Well, that's good. That's a nice, uh, a nice perk for those, for those players. Uh, the unvaccinated players, it says, can bring up to four life-size cardboard cutouts of family and friends. Four. That's generous, though. Four. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, it says here that uh, uh, vaccinated players. Uh, will wear a red bracelet to indicate that they've received the vaccine. All right. Well, um, what about the unvax? Okay. It looks like unvaccinated players have to wear one of those I'm with stupid t-shirts, but the arrow's pointing up. <laughs> I love those shirts. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, oh, while, uh, while traveling, uh, vaccinated players get free access to streaming services, including Netflix uh, HBO Max, Disney Plus, and Apple TV. Ooh, that's yeah, that's everything. A lot of options there. Mm. Uh, unvaccinated players, they will be forced to watch Kibi and Kibi only. <laughs> Kibi, I think. Kibi. I, I think it's I think it's Kibi. It, well, it's like quick. It's like quick bits. But yeah, no, that bites. that's quick bites. Either way, just uh, no. That's yeah. That's that's your incentive right there. Um, we be only, and they have to listen to all their music on a Zune. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, okay, unvaccinated players, excuse me, vaccinated players uh, get a complimentary shot of LeBron's new uh, uh, Lobos brand tequila. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's always promoting that one. Uh, um, looks like unvaccinated players get a complimentary shot of Jeff Probst's new tequila. Probos, which is apparently very good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Probos, delicious. Probos, yeah. <laughs> proud, proud sponsor. Underrated, underrated mezcal line. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, last last one, folks. Um, it says here that uh, uh, non-vaccinated players uh, they can only be transported in team-approved vans with medical professionals inside. Wow. Got to keep everybody safe. Uh, uh, but vaccinated players, wow. Uh, apparently, it says here, uh, they own every classic car, including triples of the Barracuda, uh, the Roadrunner, and the Nova. Triples is best. Triples <laughs> is safest. <laughs> I just want to take a second to thank you for tuning in to today's show. My name is Colin Kelly, co-host of the Road of His Overtime podcast, along with the great Sean Siegel. We do appreciate each and every listener, and as a thank you to each of you, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a Road of His NFL pass. We're heading at full speed towards the season. Make sure you're ready. Get yourself access to all the content and tools up on the Road of His website. All you have to do is add the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout to get yourself that 10% discount. Now let's go and dominate the those fantasy leagues in 2021. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's guest is a professor at the University of Rochester in New York. She's also an analyst at NBC Sports Edge, 
I know her best from her Rotoviz days, and she's worked everywhere else that matters in the fantasy space since. Uh, please welcome Dr. Renee Miller. Wow. Wow, okay. What a warm welcome. This is definitely a Rotoviz OG crowd. Uh, Dr. Miller, Renee, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're very excited to have you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you first ended up at Rotoviz? It's so long ago, it's a little blurry in my mind, but there was a, a moment that I realized that I've been doing research and decision making and teaching classes about cognitive biases and playing fantasy sports and somehow just kind of they all intersected. The Venn diagram lined up right. Um, and I said, wow, I'm in kind of a neat position to apply some of these concepts that I use in my research world to my fantasy sports life. Um, and so I really started to dig into those ideas and sort of sketching out what became my um, ebook that I published that year um, and didn't really know. I mean, I'm not a great public person. I didn't have a big following on Twitter. I've like probably had a hundred Twitter followers um, and just didn't know really what to do. And, but there were people that I admired and, and fantasy douche founder of Rotoviz is, is one of those. So I just kind of reached out and said, I have these ideas. Would you, you know, take a look at my blog post? Someone says you have to write a blog. So I, I like had a, a Google blog page. And, and he was receptive and said, yeah, I think this is something that we'd be interested in. And I, I kind of had a feeling because Rotoviz was a little, always a little bit doing things different than the mainstream. Um, and I thought that was definitely me. because <laughs> uh, No one was really combining these psychology or cognitive principles to fantasy at the time. Um, so, yeah, it was just a kind of a lot of trepidation on my part, just asking someone to put their eyes on what I had worked on. And um, yeah, then it worked out. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, I was a Rotoviz reader and subscriber back in 2013. And it was just kind of a novel way of looking at something I just didn't really take seriously before. Uh, the game was so much simpler then. Uh, what would you say the reaction was like after you dropped your first couple articles? So positive. So, so many people that I respected and admired were saying, wow, that's really um, like a light bulb going off. And, you know, I think if people can get an insight into their own behaviors, it really resonates. And almost everybody could see themselves making decisions based on things like recency bias or you know, falling prey to endowment effect or fear of missing out or some of these things that now are pretty common, um, you know, in our in our interactions. We talk about these things a lot more now than we did then. Um, but being able to see yourself and maybe learning something about yourself really, I think, resonated with with the readers back then. And still, hopefully. <laughs> Definitely. I no, think it, fear of missing out is, is one of the it's mostly what I talk about these days. This is like the. <laughs> one of the primary topics of conversation in both yeah, fantasy sports I, and uh, every every other aspect of my life. Yeah, there's a lot to fear right now. I think I called it the fear of regret. I didn't have the clever FOMO acronym back then. <laughs> my wrote this article said fear of regret, but same thing. Um, I just want to comment that you're such a professional 
here you are saying, oh, I hope my articles, you know, helped you learn a bit about yourself and the way you make decisions. And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. But mostly I use your articles to try and take advantage of my opponents. <laughs> I'm not using this for good. No, no thank you. No yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Slightly more introspection than we're comfortable with on this show. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, so you were at Rotoviz for, uh, I want to say, uh, two or three years. And uh, what came next for you after that? Oh, I did a couple things after that. I um, was hired by Rotowire to write about daily fantasy basketball and also fantasy insiders. Um, David Kitchen and um, a bunch of the uh, Roto Grinders OGs um, now had a small site called Fantasy Insiders, and I wrote some stuff for them, um, came on their show a little bit. Uh, they were a big influence for me, and that was a really fun time. I actually met my current and boyfriend of the last five-plus years through working on that uh, that site. Um, and then ESPN. Then I, I went to uh, ESPN to write daily fantasy articles for them for football and baseball. Um, and from there to the... Um, current role at Roto World, now NBC Sports Edge, and The Athletic. So I've had the sort of winding road. I've worked almost everywhere, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and you're you're really, it's kind of like a, a who's who of publications that you've landed at. And obviously, I, I'm a little biased, but um, that's one heck of a resume. Uh, let me take it back just a little bit. Um, so... When you were working with Roto Grinders and they're saying, oh, and Fantasy Insiders as well, they're saying, hey, Renee, uh, we know you for your football work. Um, are you able to make the jump to basketball? Uh, what was that like for you? Are you a basketball fan already or is this something you had to pick up? Actually, it was, um, I started when, when Daily Fantasy, when I started playing Daily Fantasy Sports, it was um, the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, and so football was winding down, and basketball had been on some sort of like labor strike, or there was some kind of strike that year. So they ended up starting their season late, and that's when I really learned about FanDuel and um, Draft Street and some of the older um, DFS sites and started playing. Basketball was my first sport. So I really learned about basketball through playing daily fantasy basketball, and it's probably still my favorite daily fantasy sport. Um, I love basketball. Uh, I'm I'm also uh, a big basketball guy. I, you know, have done fantasy football for, for a long time, but but roto, like the um, like nine cat basketball, has always been my favorite. Um, fantasy sport to play and that that dfs is a little bit different um i feel like i have i i did start off with um basketball dfs too but i feel like that's one of those games where if you're not really really on top of the entire slate uh you just you're you know it's impossible to play especially with late injuries and late starts and stuff it's so um opportunity based that uh you would just play and you would see the same names. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was in those chat chat rooms in the early Roto Grinders days. And those 
those people who now are all like big names, I mean, they would just crush you and it would be some, and you'd be like, who is some player you've never heard of? And they all have them in every lineup and they go off for like, you know, a guy you've never heard of is, and they score 20 points or whatever. So on the, I, I always, uh, despite the difficulty of NBA DFS for that reason, in terms of like the time commitment, I always like nine cat basketball because you didn't have to be as, it wasn't as much of a grind as baseball, which just there's so many games that just the shorter season, but you have more of that strategy um, element um, that you don't have in football. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My season, I, I usually do, I think we've taken a couple of years off. I usually do a season-long league with the Roto World gang and... Um, I've done okay in it this year. My team just completely fell apart with injuries, and I, I've lost interest. I haven't looked at it in a few weeks. <laughs> no. What a, what a terrible owners. But it just, it just got <laughs> so horrible. I had the exact same thing. I've been complaining to the – just yelling into the breeze on Twitter about um, literally every single player on my team either got COVID – or had like a season-ending injury, except Josh Richardson. And, and oh, that is not, not when Josh Richardson is your only healthy player, you're not doing so well. Yeah. I was down to Josh Richardson and Duncan Robinson for a while, and I was like, okay. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere to go from here. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think I, I, think I watched the, uh, I think I watched the draft that you participated in on, uh, NBC Sports Edge. Yeah, that's not that's plus. I think that right was right about John Collins. Yeah, exactly. You know those two <laughs> those two center leagues though. You got to be aggressive. You mm-hmm. got you know. Anyway, I had Anthony Davis, so I went in the same direction, and that worked out even worse. Yeah. <laughs> what can you say? I wasn't as into basketball before quarantine started, and then. In quarantine, when basketball came back in the bubble, it was such a breath of fresh air. It, it was like this first ray of light. Oh, my God, there are athletes competing on TV right now, and it's not 3 a.m. Pacific time, and I'm watching Korean baseball because that was the only option before that. And, <laughs> and prior to the bubble, I would watch some playoff basketball, right? Like I, I was not um, that into it, but – the quality of the performances was so high, I started to realize, hey, maybe maybe I'm a basketball guy. So uh, I did get into NBA DFS for the first time. I am in my first nine-cat league now. Um, mm-hmm. Have you observed 
uh, just as a content creator and a competitor in those games, like, has there been a big influx of new basketball fans? That's a good question. I don't know. The bubble was so fantastic. That was just amazing. And I think a lot of it had to do with the scheduling and they didn't, you know, stack 11 games in a night. Like it was, you could appreciate each and every one, maybe not all of them, but um, the scheduling was so great. And I really, I wish, you know, and that's what, that's what they do in the playoffs. You know, that's why a lot of people say, oh, I can only watch it in the playoffs because yeah, there's, you know, there's 10 games last night. Where do you even start? Um, so yeah, the bubble was great. I, I don't know. I don't have a good way to track participation or fandom or anything like that. Um, I don't, I don't check reads on my articles or likes or anything like that. I have you, no idea. You don't? No. That's the healthiest thing I've ever heard on this show or anywhere else. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you when I send something out into the void, the first thing I do is just stare at it until some light comes in. And if <laughs> no light comes in, I just stare at it until I die. And that, like, that's, that's, that's All right. Well, I mean, I, I do that on Twitter. I have a really good Twitter record with, um, you know, I, I, like I can count on one hand the number of tweets I've composed that have zero likes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that, actually. <laughs> Me too, but that's because I have multiple alt accounts and burners that uh, I that I self-fade. It's a good. Don't tell anyone. It's a good strategy. It definitely. But is. no, I one time um, the Athletic sent us our our records for like look at how good our articles are doing in the playoffs and fantasy leagues are over and I saw that there was like fifty five thousand people who had read my article and I was like <gasps> like oh. I don't want to know that. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't need to know that. Uh, 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 does it what does it create pressure for you or does it make you self conscious in a way? That's interesting. A little bit, yeah. I try to write for myself, um, like. Like my daily fantasy articles for for NBC are advice articles. Like these are the players I think are going to do well, and I, like I come up with that because I'm going to play the slate that night, and those are the players that I think I'm going to use. And here are the reasons I've come up with to my justify this decision to myself. Mm-hmm. So I just share it with people. I mean, because like I'm a professor, I'm a teacher, and that's what I do. But the composition is really for me. Um, so then, you know, it doesn't matter to me if five people read it or 5,000 or 50,000, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make the playoffs this year, uh, but you did. And uh, you made the playoffs by eliminating me from contention. <laughs> and almost immediately after doing so, I had a, a, a little alert and you were in my inbox talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know we we got uh, you know Pete Overzet's in this league. Matt Friedman is in this league. Uh, uh, Devin's in this. A ton of Rotoviz OGs and and mostly mostly it's like the only shit talking email I got all year came from Doctor Renee Miller. You're joking. <laughs> well, um, I think it was I think it was. Um... Not so much shit talking is just thanking you <laughs> for making the, the worst trade in the history of the Road of His Dynasty League. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That was good spirited. I respect that. No, I, I it, it put the biggest smile on my face. I'm, I'm certainly not going to lie. Uh, who, who are your... Oh, sorry. Oh, you, could feel, 
me to to list off my record in the Rotoviz Dynasty League because I think that was the first time I've ever made the playoffs. <laughs> Definitely a first time for everything. Um, I do hope <laughs> one of us can beat Sean someday, though. Really. I don't think so. It, it's it's a problem. It, yeah, it, it's a real problem. Devin, you looked good your first year. Like you were you were in the running, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I did well. The and and uh, I went a little bit too. Too all in, I think in the in the draft trading way picks and stuff like that. I well, I I um, I I I packaged a big bundle to get to get Stefan Diggs, which was smart. Um, but then made some other moves, uh, trades with Sean mostly that uh, maybe were a little less smart. You know, you know how that goes. You, you can't you can't win a trade with Sean Siegel. You, you I can't. know. You just can't and if you feel like you're winning which you often do that's when you need to pause and think what's this guy up to what is it i I mean renee what would you say is the psychological profile of a stone cold killer like sean siegel i mean that he's just a dangerous individual isn't he i he is i mean i would say something that's not very nice but he's also the nicest human being like (laughs) he's also incredibly smart and well-rounded and Thoughtful, and he does make you feel like you're winning the trades. Um, he got digs from me. His niceness is really, it's the only thing keeping me from calling the FBI, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen I've seen too many episodes of Criminal Minds describing yeah. people exactly like him in every way, except his complete niceness and, uh, right. yeah, being one of the kindest <laughs> uh, individuals. Yeah. Renee, what are your uh, real-life sports allegiances oh i i gave up on them um a long time ago when i got into fantasy i sort of became neutral i have you know i have like my seasonal favorites like oh i think i'm gonna root for this team this year um i have players that i kind of always root for regardless of where they are but i stay pretty neutral i'm in uh rochester new york so my whole family is big bills fans so it's been really fun um, having a couple good Bills seasons lately. Um, thank you, Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's, you know, if I had to declare an allegiance, it would be that one. But um, no, I try to stay pretty pretty neutral and fantasy focused. <laughs> Is there any uh, resentment from the family about you not wearing the, the red, white, and blue? or? Yeah, my son somehow declared himself a Patriots fan, so they really don't like him, which is awkward because grandparents, grandson. You know, we have all these family watching football games together, and um, he's truly not that into to football. I think he just tried to be a little rebellious and, you know, got into all his Tom Brady stuff. And That's too funny. When you have a football mom, your rebellion uh, looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Didn't hurt me. No, 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 certainly not. Um, you know, let's talk briefly about, um, okay, everybody knows it is Roto World, but it's NBC Sports Edge and NBC Sports Edge Plus. Rolls right off the tongue. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it's logo i will say I, I like the new logo with the peacock and i mean i think it it looks good it does not roll off the tongue um, it, but it, i think it represents the product better 
you know, because they are doing a lot. And I mean, my whole role there is daily fantasy sports. They're doing a lot more betting stuff, betting content now. Um, so I think they are trying to, you know, cater to a broader audience than rotisserie leagues, the, the classic where they started. So I get the name change. It just doesn't quite, you know, my brain and my tongue haven't gotten together on it yet. <laughs> I think there's some resentment too for, for us old school people, because we, you know, we are the fantasy people and we see the DFS stuff and the betting stuff. And it's a little bit encroaching on, you know, our our thing but that's you know that's kind of the direction that is taken sports gambling coming getting legalized more and more places um especially online and and all the opportunities that adds and and we're seeing the crossover you know the fantasy world and the gambling world really starting to overlap more and more so it makes sense to synchronize those those uh those brands i think so um you know, a lot of people uh, have a ton of fun doing daily fantasy sports, uh, but occasionally you'll see that tweet out there and someone says, gosh, I think I need to take a break from this. I'm getting burnt out. Uh, how, like, what would you say to someone who thought maybe it's time to step away? How could you recognize something like that? Oh, I mean, I think if, if somebody is having that thought, then it's probably time. Oh. <laughs> um, sometimes other people can recognize those um, issues in in friends or family members before the person recognizes it in themselves. But um, I, I think the first sign that there might be a problem is that it's not fun anymore. Mm. I mean, fantasy sports should be fun, and it's a fine way to make money, but first and foremost, it should always be fun. And... Uh, when the research stops being fun, when the game selection stops being fun, when the sweat stops being fun, um, or, and or you're playing with money that you can't afford to lose, those are the signs that it's you know, not something you should be doing, I think. Renee, earlier you mentioned uh, uh, you've been in your relationship for uh, about five plus years now, and um, you know, folks in the DFS space might know your partner as Napster Man. Uh, I can tell you, you know, my partner, uh, she is generally not interested in, in fantasy sports or daily fantasy sports. Uh, uh, Dev, and I assume your wife, same story, right? Yeah, she's, she doesn't follow that stuff. But, but you are in a unique position, at least among the three of us, where you guys are, are a team. How is that? Uh, having the person you're in a relationship with share this interest with you? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, it's definitely what brought us together. We wouldn't have met each other otherwise, uh, living on opposite coasts. Um, and it's it's awesome. We kind of do our own research and then we break and walk the dog and kind of run ideas by each other and then go back and finish our research and stuff. So it's not we're not a team necessarily in terms of like building lineups together, but um, it's great to have somebody else to bounce ideas off. We're we have very separate Top Shot accounts, um, but we're both very into Top Shots. So we run Top Shot strategies by by each other and stuff, and you know. Do you think this is a good idea? Is this a good buy? And um, 
Yeah, those are all very good disclaimers for when you eventually win the Millie Maker. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I've been around long enough that no one raises an eyebrow when that happens. There you go. <laughs> but uh, Renee, I think it'd be wonderful if you would grace uh, the Solis Report and uh, our, our listeners at home and our audience here in studio with a little bit of soapbox science, if you have time. <laughs> I can always get on a soapbox for science. Um, and and I think it's a really good time, too, because science is um, becoming a political issue in our country. And uh, it sort of breaks my heart. It's one of the saddest things to see um, science become politicized. And I just want to um, remind everybody that the people out there are doing science and doing research are you know, in pursuit of the truth and the greater good and generally try to do whatever it takes to reach conclusions they can believe in. And science is never black or white. It is um, all gray area. Um, all gray matter, spoken like a true neuroscientist. <laughs> I missed out on that one. Thank you. That won't let you miss him. So um, that's just my little soapbox pitch to please use science responsibly, seek the middle ground when possible, seek the reasonable ground when possible, and um, try to give scientists the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> well, Renee, uh, I know you're a longtime listener of the show, and anyone who listens to the show knows that uh, every episode ends the same way. Uh, our guest has to uh, take the stage, uh, be brave, and tell this beautiful audience uh, at least one joke, although uh, your manager uh, uh, called to inform us that uh, you actually may have two jokes today. Is that right? It might be. We'll see how, how people like the first one. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, without any uh, uh, further delays, uh, guys, uh, uh, Renee, the floor is yours. Okay. Tell me, guys, why did the Scarecrow get an award? Why? He was outstanding in his field. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> okay. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up on its own? Why? I don't know. Because it was too tired. Oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Folks, we'd like to thank Dr. Renee Miller for coming on the show. We'd like to thank Bo Burnham for swinging by and gracing us with a song. And thank you the most for waiting so long between shows and coming back and uh, giving us all that love and support. Uh, please feel free to say hi on Twitter, at Report at DevonMCI, and we will see you next time. Probably next year. 